Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And actually, this is our this is our 32nd uh, year birthday. I mean, Mother's is 32 years old. That's a whole generation. Who would have believed it? Wow. <laughs> Had no idea. I have a granddaughter that's 25, so <clears throat> excuse me. Had no idea that we'd be doing this as long. And we just really want to thank our supporters and the uh, and our, our people, our, our groups that are supporting Mothers for Police Accountability. Our, our sponsor this uh, this uh, uh, quarter uh, is the uh, uh, the Healing Circles, Healing Circles by, uh, and I'm leading those Healing Circles, H.G. Walden Healing Circles, uh, and I'm I'll have more information about that. The whole world is in need of healing, not only Seattle but the whole world. So I'm glad to be part of the healing. I wanting to heal the world. But mothers, guess what? We're back on with monthly, monthly meetings. Can you believe that? Oh, man, it's like, it's so cool. It's, it's our next meeting uh, is next Wednesday uh, night. Uh, and the date on next Wednesday happens to be October 26th. Oh, man, what's the 12th year ago? Man, we must be over 21. I, I declare when you get over 21, it just keeps on rolling. Well, in that particular me- uh, meeting, I'll have some more time to talk about this, is that we want to create a, a, a dialogue about what does community safety means in the African-American community. Most people speak for us. A lot of groups do, but they don't live with us. So anyway, I'll have some more uh, information about that. And also, guess what? We'll have an opportunity to get a ticket for Mother's Justice Breakfast on November November 10th. And our, our, our speaker is going to be a keynote speaker. It's a, a retired uh, judge, uh, Judy Hightower. Uh, and our attorney of the year is going to be Gabe Galando. I mean, he's a fantastic attorney. He's our first annual Thurgood Marshall Attorney of the Year. We are so jazzed about that because we want to highlight good attorneys in this long road fight for justice in America. Uh, and uh, we need more attorneys like that because you see a lot of attorneys are compromised. Look at all those other attorneys on the other side. They're compromised, man. It's like, wow. I don't know what kind of justice they want, but I know what, what we want. We say, when do we want it? We want it now. We want peace. We want justice. Uh, and we want equal opportunity under the law, under the under the creator. We were created to have all that. And uh, it's just awesome because we, we, we're we determined. One thing about it. Yeah, and also, I, I want to just bring in all the women who are standing up around the world. I mean, look at the women in Iran, you know. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, you have the women in America saying, hey, take your hands off of my body, you know, so stop it. Uh, and you have women around the world. They said, I've heard many, many times, it says when the world is in trouble, uh, that God calls up women. So from east to west and <laughs> from north to south. So it sounds to me like the world is in trouble because women are standing up saying, stop it, stop it. We have a voice and we're not going back in the kitchen. We're not going to be baffled and pregnant. Uh, you know, we're not going to be without any food. We're not going to be, you know, trying to find all this, all the stuff that's necessary uh, to run a family when uh, we, we're just not going to do that. We will have to have some collaboration and some cooperation with that. So I'm really glad that women are finding their voice. And, and that's why the name of our group is Mothers. Started out as Mothers Against Police Harassment. Hello. Yeah. But then we had to we had to retire that name because our work is more than harassment. It's about accountability. And we're proud to be able to be proud to be using the word accountability on our literature since 1990. <laughs> 1990, 
But when I started Mothers, I my third son, uh, Mr. Tudis, author and master optician, um, had just finished Garfield. He was on his way down to Redlands. Uh, he had been co-captain of the football team before they were stopped at my house. Everybody knows the story now. Uh, and then Omai oh was uh, actually, uh, he didn't graduate till 93. So it's like, wow, he's coming on almost being out of high school, almost 30 years too. I'm <laughs> coming up for him. Uh, and everybody know that my son is Chikundi Salisbury called Cunt Love. He's just coming back from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. For the, He went to his 30th class reunion, uh, a homecoming. Homecoming. And, you know, we we're waiting on Mr. Ryder to come because he has a local update. I thought he had something right off the press to tell us. So I'm sure he should be getting him here in a few minutes. And, um, and then I have... Uh, my next guest around uh, 2.30 is going to be uh, Aisha Covington from Jacksonville, Florida. Big fight in Florida right now. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. The fight against us has been going on for 59, for 159 years. I call it psychological warfare. I mean, it's, it's always something. It's new players, on, uh, but uh, it's always something. So she's going to have some information about Florida, uh, what's going on in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville only has one city. In the county, it's almost like Fulton County in uh, Atlanta, uh, and it's called uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, well, it's a large county, and it's a county that's called Duval, um, and uh, it's only one. I think Florida only has, I think that might be the only city in Florida that only has one uh, city in the county, which is unusual, but I think that Jacksonville might be the only one. Uh, and, you know, you have a large size, sizable population of black people in, in Jacksonville. So I'm just really excited to find out what all she's going to bring us about Jacksonville, Florida. Not too far from Jacksonville uh, is America's Beach. And that was a uh, that was a beach for the Negroes before uh, uh, doing segregation. So we might touch a little bit on history because everybody know I love history. History is my Bible because with history, you can connect the dots and you don't have to be involved with pop culture. Pop culture is designed so you can't connect the dots and you're always kind of like confused because they're going on to the next thing and you still need to be involved with, uh, with what's going on. So, uh, so anyway, that's why, I, that's why I love history. And I want to give a big shout out to the Mariners, you know, really and truly, they played their heart out, really, played their heart in, not out. They played their best. They brought their best, but sometimes the best just don't get you there because in America, <laughs> it's a it's no win-win in sports. It's like, oh, gee whiz. I mean, they ought to get something. But um, I tell you what, they got Seattle Jazz. They got the they got people out. I don't know how far people travel to come to Seattle, and I think some people even went to Texas. When you got it that way, you just buy your airplane ticket and get on the plane. <laughs> I like Mr. Omari Salisbury, Converge Medium. He just gets on the airplane and just goes all over where it wants to go. I mean, with Converge Media. He was down and he was down there uh, in Houston for the games. Uh, also visiting my granddaughter down there, but he had a great time. Great, a great time down in uh, uh, and true transparency, I have never been a baseball fan. It's just slow, the game is kind of slow for me, but I love watching other people who love to watch it. And uh, that's a long time to be watching the game, you know. But 18 innings? It's like, wasn't it 18 innings or 17 innings? Uh, do you know, uh, Eric? I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can say it was a long time. <laughs> and I think the concession stands had already closed up. And I guess a lot of people were trying to find a hot dog. So I'm sure those spots around the, uh, around the, around the uh, stadium really was hopping like fish grease on, uh, after the game because people was hungry. But at least they had the discipline to stay. 
They had the discipline to say, and we still don't have Mr. Wright yet. Is that right? Correct. Not yet. Okay. Well, yeah, you I'll were right keep... that it's a, it was a eighteen innings. Uh, eighteen innings for that Mariners yeah. game. Yep. The loss of enthusiasm. I mean, it's like so. I mean, it's good to see people who was who who might not have been born then, uh, twenty one years ago. I mean, uh, you know, uh, people who were to it, uh, who were there twenty one years ago bring their children or their grandchildren. So the history can, can I mean, it's like, wow. And I, I, I think, wasn't the Boston people, Boston Red Sox was, White Sox, Green Sox was so long of winning something and they won something, they won the, the uh, home, the home uh, uh, they won They won a few years ago. And it took them a long time to win, but I think the Mariners are gonna get there. I really do think the Mariners are gonna get there. I, I just, I, I'm certain of it. Because there was enough enthusiasm in this town. I mean, the stadium was full. It's like, man, they had a nice cash deposit today. Nice cash deposit. Well, let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is this is Reverend Walden on the Mother's Justice Show. Be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. All right, listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW in Seattle, Washington, and Bellevue, and it's lovely day today, and I'm jazzed by that song. I guess you say she's overworking jazz today. Well, it's Monday. Why not be jazzed? Why not to starting a new week here in mid-October? Wow, you wasn't feeling this way in January. <laughs> so you might as well be jazzed up today. I like, you know, I discovered Ruthie, Ruthie uh, uh, Foster not too long ago, and I just, I just, you know, it's amazing how you can discover people who've been alive a long time. Not, not to mention the one who you find in history. <laughs> so I discovered her <laughs> not too long ago. I also remember the time I was, uh, I discovered um, uh, the Sam, uh, uh, no, uh, um, Marvin Gaye singing Holy Holy. The song has been around a long time. Maybe we'll play it today. I mean, so, so I had never heard the song before. I guess I was busy raising children, so I probably didn't have all the latest music in those days. Well, so far, Mr. Rising here, so I guess I'm the update queen today. So I'll continue. And one of the things I want to talk about, what I was going to talk about in this segment, I'll talk about it now. I started in the other segment. I uh, was community safety. The social scientist said about 40 years ago that African-Americans didn't care about living in a safe community. So therefore, it was no real push to, to solve crimes. Um, and crime has escalated in our community because um, most police departments don't put any money towards uh, uh, towards solving crimes in the African-American community. 
you have to almost put have to force uh, our law enforcement to to do that. And then on the other side of that equation, we don't always cooperate. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why we were interested in this technology that would absolutely be able to show where our, where our, our gunshots are coming from. I mean, we have we living in a community not only here but across the country with escalated violence, and uh, you know this is not who we are. I mean, we can create all kind of narratives, but uh, we have not been killing people for 159 years because that's how long it's been since Lincoln started, uh, you know, uh, uh, signed the paper. At one time, the amount of ammunition was restricted to black people living in the South. I mean, after they took up all the guns, I mean, after the Civil War, you had black militias in North Carolina and South Carolina. They took up those guns and they started the Klan. And in some states, they limited the amount of um, the amount of uh, um, weapons or a gun uh, uh, ammunition that you could buy, uh, and uh, and and of course I grew up with guns in the house, but uh, you know my gun that, those guns was there for our safety, not to harm people. I mean to make sure that we didn't get harmed by people who were trying to burn us out or burn my grandmother, my grandfather out, because that was just before I was born. But the Klan was running in those days also. So, um, but, but what does what does what what community safety look like in the African American community? What would it look like? And we still have a community. I mean, you know, it's a misnomer. It, it just, CL has been gentrified. We tried to have, we tried our best uh, in 1992 to save the black community because uh, when Norm Rice, the mayor at that time, he got some award not too long ago. <laughs> uh, the mayor at that time, he had signed an agreement with the Department of Justice to bring in weed and seed. And we got a wind of that, and we held them up for two years. We made the city and the and the feds rewrite the uh, rewrite weed and seed. Weed and seed was a de demonstration grant to weed out undesir undesirable people and to seed in other people. That's a key, uh, that it was right there in, in in the wording what they wanted to do. Couldn't get a lot of people to believe me because they thought you know, they thought the Seattle was Nirvana. Uh, and then you have a lot of people who, you know, mixed families, and uh, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of reasons here why people did not understand what was coming. But we told them, we told them that this was coming, because it was always more drugs in the university district than it was in the central area at that time. But you could not abate the property. The property on the AB belongs to the UW. Okay, you cannot take the property on the eminent domain or nothing like that. So. A lot of the houses in the central area got abated. That was the first. That was the first round of gentrification was abatement. Oh, and the grant was a million dollar grant. And before we got hold of it, the city was going to get eight hundred thousand, and the community was only going to get uh, two hundred thousand. So we followed the we followed the mayor everywhere he went, and made it really tough. And uh, we were called Mothers Against Police Harassment. Then I still have copies of the MOU. <laughs> And we lost that. You know, as being an only child, I wasn't used to losing, but we lost that battle because the people, they, uh, they didn't understand what was coming. They could not see. They could not see what they could not believe. They could not believe what they could not see, I should say. Uh, and uh, that was the reason why we lost the central area. And then plus a lot of times, I mean, uh, the governor signed a bill in uh, two, 2019 and and then that they talked about the collusion, some of that about, about running black people out of the central area. And so that started 50 years ago. And so, you know, with the, with, with jobs changing uh, and, uh, but it's a plan. And I want people to understand it's a psychological war against the Negro and it has not stopped. 
But every 10 years, it's a different plan. And we get ourselves trying to work on one plan, it's another plan, but it's a plan that's called people removal. And it's also called not to ever have us to amass any kind of, any kind of wealth in America. Native Americans and, um, and African Americans, it's, it's always something to make sure that we are not uh, uh, actually absolutely have wealth, uh, 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 accumulated wealth to pass on. Everybody else can come to America and get rich. But uh, when it comes down to us, there's that unwritten rule. I think it's locked up in the vault. Don't let these people go past. Don't put, if they go past a certain uh, 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 stop sign, a detour. We have to put up all the boulders and uh, and stuff like that, so they cannot make it. But by the grace of God, as I was telling the lady today, it's by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit that we have continued in America. Really and truly. And in a lot of ways, we made our ancestors proud. Because remember, it was no Marshall Plan for us. People said, why can't we get it together? Well, we were seasoned for over almost 300 something years to be this way. Almost that, you know, I mean, over two, over two centuries to be the way that we are, okay? To have all of this confusion. And then you have denominational religion that causes confusion. I mean, and you have all these things, but through all of that, absolutely, look where we are today. We're absolutely, uh, what you see going on right now is just a blip in time because we are the oldest, one of the oldest people, uh, the oldest group of people on the planet. I mean, you know, it's been proven, you know, I mean, and, and the uh, mighty Africans left Africa over 250,000 years ago, upright, not, I mean, and went to every continent. And so because we're here like this almost almost 500 years, don't mean that we haven't had a glorious past. Don't mean that we will not have a promising, a bright future. And that's 500 years in the scheme of time is not even the flagpole up on the, uh, up on the space needle. That's how small it is in the scheme of time. And so we have to refocus ourselves, re-grab our strength, re-talk to our ancestors and say, yeah, we can do this. Because there's always something being rolled out, you know, always something being rolled out. I mean, one time, I mean, yeah, when the Panthers uh, was in their heyday and they showed up at the Capitol down in Sacramento, California, when Reagan was there, they, they, they he called them almost an emergency session and they, 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 they put gun control in California. People don't realize that. I mean, people got scared of me. Really, if you really want gun control in America, all you need uh, is that uh, for, every, for one Monday in America, you have uh, black men with bow ties showing up at the Capitol uh, uh, with open carry. That's all you need. The visual of black men showing up <laughs> at the Capitol in every state with a bow tie, that visual, they will absolutely, the, the, the second uh, amendment will crumble. Uh, the, the fear. <laughs> These people got guns. What's going to happen? Well, what, you know, what's not what, what's going to happen is we're going to continue to roll. We're going to continue to make it in America, and that's just it. We will continue to do that. But I want to know what does community safety look like? I mean, because I looked it up, and it's nothing. When you look up community safety, it's nothing. Anything that we would be talking about. And then I'm putting public safety. Well, public safety is when the when government uh, work to make communities safe. And so I know number one, people are going to say, "Well, we want we want better policing." Yes, we do. 
We want constitutional policing. We want them to show up and be respectful. And uh, if they're going to arrest somebody, arrest them in in a in a constitutional way, and not beat them up. Uh, and also put on your listening skills and see us as human beings. Because Catholic Church say we're not. We've been fighting that battle for that. That's a battle we've been fighting a long time. 1452, say we were infidels, did not have a soul. Can you imagine that? But I couldn't tell Aretha Franklin she didn't have a soul. Bless her heart. She's still singing now. She's singing on the other side of the veil. You know, couldn't tell all these people. Luther wrote, could you tell Luther he didn't have a soul? <laughs> what about Prince? Uh, oh, oh, don't 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 forget don't forget about Louis Armstrong and what a wonderful world it is. Yes, all these people. So, but so that's the battle that we're fighting. We're fighting to be human because the church said we were not. And that went through Europe. It, and then, because I, I, at one time, the Greeks was in love with the mighty Africans. They named two stars in the universe for, for the black people, for, for, for the goddesses of Africa. And this is the stuff we don't know. So what we don't know will absolutely turn the world upside down when we find out about it. And that's why I love history. I love history. I love history. I love talking about it. And I love talking about the power of what it does. I mean, because like what now we're talking about, you know, the, the women in Iran, but also, I mean, I was thinking about all the powerful women who've come before us, uh, you know, and it doesn't, you know, and I'm not specifically talking about just African-American women, but you had powerful women who've come in America and around the world. I mean, that, that, that has made a difference. I mean, you had ISIS on the throne <laughs> as a pharaoh. So going back to Egypt, uh, and uh, you got Trace, uh, Stacey Abram. Oh, and Katandri Brown uh, now on uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice. And the women, oh, the women have just been rocking. You know, women, you know, women, that, the women that rock the cradle. Mm, 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 mm. The women, I, I'm just so... I look at I look in awe of the women. I look at the women in the last generation. I mean, you know, 35, 40, 50 years ago, <laughs> it wasn't very many washing machines and, uh, in, in the houses and very many, not very many uh, uh, amenities that make life easy. <laughs> I mean, now they have this thing, you have, you can buy a kitchen equipment that help, that needs the bread for you. You know, when I was making bread, that was not available. <laughs> you had to need it the other way. So um, anyway, I think that the, so we're just gonna just keep going here and understand that life is so good. But I want to I want to talk about the community safety. What does community safety look like? Safety look like for us, and how can we raise the vibrations of love and care? Because that's what it is. I mean, the people who were bred to be against one another, it's like, yeah, okay. But again, it was no Marshall Plan for us. You know, after, you know, after, they, after Lincoln signed the paper, he said, oh, okay, y'all go on. They called us all kinds of names. But it was no plan for us. I mean, eventually there became some public schools and you got some grand land grant uh, institutions. And most of those land grant institutions are still going today. Isn't that awesome? I was on the grounds of Tuskegee, and then Chikundi then was down Little City, got started in the 1890s and the 1800s. So isn't that amazing that we had enough fortitude to start our own institution and enough fortitude and steadfastness that they're still going today? Isn't that just, mm, 
I mean, that's just mm, mm, good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibility of change. I'm excited about the possibility of consciousness changing. It's like, oh my God, we can think a new thought. Then we can think a new thought, we can create a new world. That's all it is. We have the power within. We didn't come without a GPS. We have a GPS in our side of us. We do. Creator gave it to us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than that, that, that voice in your car, strange voice talking to you. Can you imagine that strange voice? You don't know that person. It's like, okay, I'm not interested. I got a map. I got a map in my head and I keep maps in my car. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna give up my thinking ability to a computer because God gave me the thinking ability and I'm gonna keep it as long as I can. The ability to think, the ability to know that, wow, this is good. This is great. And so I'm gonna take a break now and uh, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden, Warren Walden and I'm having fun, thank you. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Rem Walden. I love that song. I just found out about it lately, so... <laughs> I'm late coming to that party. Thank you, Eric, for finding that song. I thank you so much. It's my joy to be on there. I want to bring my guest on. She's from Jacksonville, Florida, Miss Covington. Uh, how you doing, Miss Covington? I'm doing great. How are you, Reverend Walden? Well, I'm good. I'm good. And as you know, I always like to tell the truth. True transparency. Transparency. She's um, she's family. I mean, and I, you know, I'm from Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, my mother and her mother were sisters, but my mother was the oldest and she died when I was two years old. But she's also a community activist. She's doing so much work down there on her own. And so I just thought I'd just have to get find out what's going on in Jacksonville because it's a big fight. Is that right? You want to come on and talk about it? What is it? Oh, absolutely. Let me give you the tea. There was a, a redistricting lawsuit filed. On our behalf, there was the NAACP, the... Um, Northside Coalition, Florida Rising, and 10 individual plaintiffs on the lawsuit. Could you name um, those again for me because I didn't get them all. Could you name them again, please? The NAACP, mm-hmm. the Northside Coalition with Ben Frazier's organization, Florida Rising, um, the ACLU signed on, Southern Poverty Law Center, they're representing us, and wow. 10 individual plaintiffs. Including wow. myself. Oh, you wanted to, oh, so, one of the plaintiffs. Okay, very good. Congratulations. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I am one of the individual plaintiffs um, that um, was on the law, that is on the lawsuit. Uh, so the redistricting issue is a nationwide issue. Yes. Um, but when we researched our issue for the last, since 2011, <clears throat> we have been violated. Wow. And so when we went to court, the city attorney said, well, nobody complained. (laughs) And 
Right. Okay. <laughs> and you you know, I, I purchased a home in 2006 mm-hmm. and I came back here because I grew up here and I'm telling you, it's been a fight just to, um, if I could show you my landscape in this area, the infrastructure is, is missing. Um, uh, grocery stores are missing. Just basic things that human beings need to survive and have wow. a quality of life. Doctors are missing. And so um, since 2011, they have used race as a predominant factor. And it's a violation of the 14th Amendment yes, and the Voting Rights Act. Yes, that's right. That mm-hmm. They are not to use race except for a narrowly tailored purpose. So the maps that they drew look like claws, like they snatched this group of people and they put them over here. I've got two blocks next to me that are not in my district. So they took us and moved us around because of the color of our skin. And they made sure the white people voted at other precincts. They don't vote with us. And which is really significant because we're not segregated anymore. And we have, we have, uh, it's district seven, eight, nine, and 10. And then we have two African-American males that are Republican that are at large. Mm -hmm. And, so you have you would have six black leaders, but they all got in the room and decided that they needed to pack us. It was called packing. So rather than the forty-one percent that the number says they're required to have by the voter registration, right. they put sixty percent, sixty-one, sixty-eight percent of black people in one area. And so when we asked them, everyone said it in the meeting. I mean, you should have just heard the people saying, uh-uh, we don't like that. That's not right. Why are you putting us all together? Um, the the person that was appointed to represent the committee is an attorney and a constitutional attorney. Okay. And so she just rolled over the Constitution and she said, oh, I know what I'm doing, basically. If you read the, the emotion, she's quoted numerous times. And she just was he working for you all or working for the city? She's working for her for the city okay. because the Republicans run this city, run the state oh, yeah. of Florida. Yeah. And we are the minority. And they the the Democrats who are in power get money from the Republican administration. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just being honest. And they get well, it no, on I our mean, backs, really, by the way. You know, I I want I I just I, I understand that. I mean, I the Democrats party has not been strong since LBJ. I mean, nobody, you might don't even remember him when he, when he was president because you, you were little. <laughs> but um, but you, you're much younger than I am. I'm the oldest grandchild. But um, yeah. And, and so, so you actually, can, can you, there's actually a paper trail of the, the, the Dems in Florida taking money from the GOP? Yes. Wow. And, and, my, and, and you have elected officials who told us, oh, don't come to the meetings. They lock us out of the meetings. Uh, Marcia Fudge came here from HUD. Secretary HUD came. We showed up to the meeting, and they locked us out. Um, the council person for this district had a list of people that the police <laughs> said you could come in or not. Now, I couldn't believe it. And I, you, I mean, I you, had, you had a police, you had a police there, the, a, a police was there? Yes, on the door, wow. preventing other people, voters. I said, well, I'm a voter. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, we wanted to talk to uh, Secretary Fudge 
about the housing disparities in Florida. You know, oh yeah, because they've gotten topic. rid of uh, they've gotten rid of everything since Hope Six. They've they've uh, in, in Sanford they've they tore down all that public housing. You know, correct. We're in the same mm -hmm. boat, and they brought in affordable housing, which is not the same as subsidized. No, it's housing. not. It's a no, and that's how they fooled people. And that came in on the Democrat. Clinton did that. Okay. Okay. Well, then you know, I learned the hard way that affordable housing is not subsidized housing. I don't That's want right. it anymore, and it is taken over the city. So it's one company that has built all this garbage housing. It's affordable, but they went up as high as market rate. They went up to sixteen hundred dollars for a two bedroom, and and no poor people could pay that. Well, but also <laughs> so we they took the property. Also, they took the property that the taxpayers paid for. And gave it to the developers. See, all, all the public housing property actually was paid for by taxes. That the public paid for that property to, to be able to put those houses there that uh, that hood put up. See, well, they got another program. The city of Jacksonville is going to build you a house on the land, and they put the land in trust. They're going to own the land, and that reminded <laughs> me. <laughs> so after and you I die, said, you won't leave no wealth. So when you die, you won't leave no wealth because you don't own the land. Correct. The land is right. the wealth. Exactly. The and land so is the they, wealth. They see, the land is the, the land wealth. Is that's the wealth. And see, yeah, that's the plan. See, this is psychological warfare. I've been talking to people. You got to wake up. It's been going on for 159 years now. And every decade, they change the rules. See? Yes. And we're in the middle of a change. I like what you said. Um, we're in the middle of a change with this lawsuit. This lawsuit is a game changer. The um, judge gave a, a, a ruling against the city um, stating that they did violate us and they have until November the 8th to present a new map. Of course, they decide to appeal it and waste some more tax dollars, um, which I don't agree with because it's, it's 134 pages of information they, re they couldn't refute in the hearing and the judge cited it so they have no wiggle room but they are inventing the rules as they go along they change them well now that's so, true what circuit are you in are you in what circuit are you in? i'm in the ninth circuit when you appeal you you know you go to the ninth circuit you go you can go up to the you can go up to the state uh, you can appeal it in the state supreme court and then after that you can go to the circuit that you in do you know what circuit you in i don't Okay. I don't. We're okay. waiting on that. the city to to notify them, the um, judge, that they're going to file an appeal. And so in the interim, they decided that they would redraw the maps. So we're waiting on the information of when and how they're going to hold those meetings. And the thing that, that really bothered me about the meetings in, a, in the, in the uh, hearing with the judge, the city attorneys had no problem lying about the public's input and the fact that the public was saying we don't agree. So where we are as a community is we have public comments and it's usually at the end of a meeting. You get three minutes, if you're lucky, to state your belief. I don't agree, I agree. At that point, they close it and they move on and they vote in favor of it anyway. It's been going on for years. So, so here they that have is the public comment before the meeting here. So, yeah, so they do it the oh. opposite there. They have the public comment after the meeting. Right. Wow. They move, okay. right, They correct, because they don't really listen to us. 
clearly it's an inconvenience for him. And um, one of the reporters, Nate Monroe, said, well, he don't see why they have public comments. That's the only time we get to give input because you don't get to follow a bill through committees. You know, why? we don't have the luxury because we have worked. <laughs> oh, I they, they have okay. the meeting in the middle of the day, like at 10 a.m., you know, some crazy hour when you're on your job. So <laughs> we don't get a chance to, unless you can log in on Zoom. And, you know, a lot of the meetings aren't on Zoom anymore. So you don't get the luxury of going into the um, committee and following a bill. But we did have some good results. We had a uh, we fought a liquor store, another liquor store in our in our community. We uh, hired an attorney, and we were able to defeat that. And the thing about Jacksonville, we cannot find attorneys who will go to battle for us. No, they so all the law all the law firms. They all probably all. If they're working for a law firm, a lot of times the law firms have retainers with the city, uh, and then whoever's uh, partners go. in those, uh, whoever's uh, lawyers in that law firm, so you somebody, some, uh, so you have to have some attorneys to file and uh, to start the law firm, uh, uh, for the, like the people's law firm, and not and not and not get the, not to have to have uh, retainers with the city. See, right, correct, and so mm -hmm. the people that are doing this lawsuit is Harvard. Election Law Clinic, um, oh. Southern Poverty Law, the ACLU, and I've asked them to do this clinic, to bring this to Jacksonville. It's so many violations in this city, and they occur on a regular basis. And we cannot, um, Bill Shepard, he recently passed, was a civil rights uh, attorney in this city. And we need some attorneys who are not afraid to eat somewhere else. Because the city of Jacksonville is denying us our rights, and well, you need some Thurgood Marshall attorneys. Is what you need in the state, and and the tradition of Thurgood Marshall when he came to Florida with the double the guy with with the fight with the Groblin Four uh, uh, cases. That's what we need. We need some Thurgood Marshalls, uh, uh, you know, attorneys who are not afraid to stand up. You're right, right, and I and we do have one, by the way. We oh, have good. one uh, attorney in a day Simmons, and he he he's on the ball, and they give him a fight, they give him a run, and I, and I love him because he will take on the case that no one is willing to take, and 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 we do, we need more attorneys like him, who are not afraid to take the city of Jacksonville on, and know that these are important issues, and they need to be vetted in a court, and with this lawsuit, let me state. There's no monetary value. Mm -hmm. um, there's no money attached. This is about doing the right thing for the city and for African-American voters in this city. And a lot of the feedback we're getting is, oh, we may not get a black person in the seat. And, <laughs> excuse me, um, with 41% of the vote being African-American, we should win that seat if right. they vote. But the key right. is they still have to participate in the process. Right. Don't stay home because you don't understand well, what's and then going that's the on. Part. Right, right. You got, you got to. Um, um, we have to. You, we have to go out and get the people again. I mean, somehow we have to light the fight. See, integration ruined our people. Okay, let's be real. I mean, the, the fight that they did have when they come out of these systems, going to school for 12 years, uh, and sometimes not having anybody to look like them, they come out being different and they come out being assimilated, you know, assimilated into a system that's harming us. 
know, and uh, and I know that getting the vote out for uh, getting people to vote uh, is uh, it's going to be another issue because they, they don't understand that that's really the fight is to make sure we don't vote. And when you don't vote, they win. Right. Right. And and all of the little things they do are just to discourage you from getting to the polls. That's so right. Gonna exactly. do, uh, mm -hmm. We're going to do a push to get people. The sheriff race is um, open. Um, we have a, a African-American female running for sheriff here. And we have an African-American male that's Republican that's going to keep the status quo running. So we're trying to push the African-American female, you know, into the role. She's done a good job. You know, she's a good officer, worked her way up the ranks, had some bumps, but a great person. And those are the kind of leaders we want in our community. Right. We are tired right. of um, leaders who uphold the status quo. And so we, we won't change in Jacksonville. Well, I think that's a great idea that won't change in Jacksonville. And I know that uh, you have a cousin there that was uh, in the school system uh, that had some situations uh, uh, and uh, was looking for change. She's retired now. We'll be talking We'll be talking about, uh, about uh, maybe a chapter of Mothers for Police Accountability uh, down in Jacksonville with some help. So, uh, you know, I mean, at least uh, you can get some other kind of help uh, uh, in a different we way. We would love so. that. So, we would uh, so, we would love that yeah. to uh, have an organization, excuse me, like yours. You've already established your credibility. We like to have different techniques when we encounter the police, um, especially the Northside Coalition. I don't know if you saw Ben Frazier. He went to the UN and the governor had him arrested. We no. we we need. Yeah, the governor arrested him at a public meeting in a public building because he came. And so um, <laughs> they let him go after. But this is what they're doing. And we, we do. We need some de-escalation techniques yeah, because, de um, mm -hmm. because they're escalating everything, you know, and they're violating um, the civil rights of African-Americans on a day-to-day -day basis with no repercussions. Right. Right. And, you know, what we can do, I mean, if we can we, we come to Jacksonville, you know, we not only take on uh, police issues, we, we we take on other issues also. I mean, you know, the because there's a lot of stuff happening in the Jacksonville school system. I mean, uh, uh, really a lot of stuff happening there, too, because I've been keeping up with stuff in the, that was happening. So all I can say is that um, we are kindred spirits because you're on one coast, uh, uh, you and your cousin are, uh, are standing up. <laughs> and we are mighty on another coast. So it's something, you know, Florida gave the world good people. I mean, really good black people. James Weldon Johnson and his brothers lift every voice and sing, you know. A. Philip Randolph who started the, the Pullman, the, the union for the for the red caps and for the black people, black men that worked on the train. Howard Thurman, I, 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 a Christian mystic, you know, and then, you know, you had uh, Miriam Carlton, she wasn't a Floridian, but she came to Florida and made her, uh, made her, uh, made, made, you know, made, made her, uh, you know, she came to uplift the, the Negro. So we've had good people to come out of Florida. I think it looks like we just have to raise some more. And then you have people like yourself. You have people, I mean, up in, uh, you know, I have cousins on the Walden side, I mean, down in Tampa uh, and Seminole County. I mean, and then uh, there's Francis Oliver and all uh, in Seminole County with the, with the Trayvon Martin uh, Museum and uh, and history and Goldsboro, 
So we have the people and we have the examples. We just have to empower the young people to understand that this technology and all the stuff they own is a trick. It, uh, it's not, it's not going to liberate them. Uh, it's not going to liberate them. And what you're talking about is the work of liberation, see? And that's the work that's necessary. I really, really appreciate you doing this work. Because you know what? It's hard. <laughs> yes, it's very it's hard. hard. And my, it's I hard. brought my dad here. My, my dad came. He's 85. Okay. I went and got him from Georgia. And he's here with me. And okay. um, my dad was my great encourager. And he always encouraged me to think outside the box. Right. And mm -hmm. if I said I could do it, if I thought I could do it, he would say, go mm -hmm. do it. And um, right. so mm -hmm. it, this is hard work, but it is necessary work. And it is. a lot of times people misunderstand where you're coming from right. because the change that needs to take place needs to take place on a high level. Right. Mayor, um, city council, that's a legislative right. body. That's the right. judge was reluctant to intervene in this because it is a legislative process. It's a right. governmental entity. And so people are really afraid to jump in in these matters because they don't want to be retaliated against. That's right. That's and they don't right. want the repercussions of being that name on the lawsuit. But I was very strategic. I wanted my name on the lawsuit. I wanted to be heard and I wanted my day in court. And whether the city appeals and wins or not, we have won. We right. have won. Right. It has been validated. It was not thrown out as being frivolous. Right. Um, our claim was validated and that encourages me to do more now, <laughs> not less. Right. So I'm excited right. because that just that one change um, has motivated, uh, we have a, just a bunch of us, really, and we have another group called Take Back Jacks. Where we I meet like on a that monthly one. Basis. I, no, I have to get them on, too, because I like that one, you know, Take Back. Mm -hmm. Because Take really, back really, truly, I mean, this is this is the real Florida. Florida never really changed. People thought it did, but what you're going through was happening almost in every county in Florida, and especially uh, uh, since uh, you've had the people to move into Florida who want to make America great again. Uh, and that means whenever people say that, that means they want to annihilate the Negro. We have to be clear. Everybody right. else, is, we're in the constitution. Nobody else is. You know, we're constitutional. We have a constitutional guarantee to be an American, American citizen. Mm -hmm. And that's what Correct. the fight is about. That's what the fight is. Because <laughs> and when you say is, that, they don't they don't get it. Most African Americans don't understand that we are there and provisions right. were made. And that's right. We have that's to right. fight mm -hmm. for it because you people will just step over your rights and and deny it. And the judge said, Well, you done violated them for uh twenty years and you want another ten. <laughs> and that gave me so much power to hear yes. a judge in a federal court say to the city attorneys with the president of council and the former president sitting there that was that was validation because they that's I'm only 55 
that's most of my adult life. They've done this. Uh, yeah, because I got you beat. Yeah, you you wanted the baby. You you wanted the younger game brands. Yeah. Yes, I am. And I've been I've been trying to figure it out what happened because when I, I I was a teenager living at grandma house, I had a good time. I got great jobs leaving high school. I went to Everwaters College. I had a great experience. You know, I lived at my a great uncle's house. Didn't pay any rent. You know, and it was fun. And all of a sudden, things changed. And they changed well, for the worst for us in this city. Right. That that's right. Then you know because um, uh, Lincoln signed the paper in the night, uh, 1863, and then the uh, then the 14th Amendment. I think it's in 1865. Uh, 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 18. It wasn't 1864. I think it was 1865. But if you could teach that, and I want you to start teaching civics, because see, I grew up in segregation, and they taught us civics, and we couldn't vote. Hello. <laughs> so I vote right. today. I vote today for Dosha and all those people who could not vote in Florida because the Democrats, right. the, you know, the Democrats, the Republicans today is what the Democrats was back in when I was growing up. It's called the Dixiecrats. They were just like the Demo just like the Republican Party. And if anybody could vote in Florida, if you voted at all, you had to vote a Republican ticket. And that's why they say Lamar Luther King was a Republican, but he wasn't. He was the only ticket he could vote on. See, but if you could right. teach, gotcha. if you could, and so if you just start a few little classes about the Constitution and what it meant for us, the 13th and the 14th, and uh, just start teaching people. Yeah, you hear the fight is about us. Don't get confused. It's not about nobody else. It's about us, you know? I mean, and that, that, yes. that's what that's, uh, yeah, because see, that's the key. You know, although the Native Americans is here, this is their land, they became citizens recognized in 1929 in the Constitution. Right. Which is a tragedy. See, you owned something. You owned something. I'm so I'm so proud of you down there at Jacksonville. But when you get a chance, pick up the copy of uh, The Devil in the Grove, because what it does mm -hmm. is it's about Florida. It's about Thurgood Marshall. It's about Florida. It's about Seminole counties in there and all of that. I mean, uh, and uh, if you read that book, you can understand. You can you can connect the dots. So this is the same old Florida. Okay, I will. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. But this has been a pleasure having you on. And I, what is what is the new what is the new group called again? So I can write it down. Take Back Jacks, and it's Take headed back by the NAA, mm -hmm, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Is oh, got all, okay. They have all of our words together, collaborating, and we're taking out these um, different issues one by one. So what? I want to thank the NAACP. Uncle Edward would be proud. Yes, he would. Uncle Edward would be Edward. really proud, honey. We, you know, and I can't help it because we have I have organizers on both sides of my family. So I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Come out of the great state of Florida. <laughs> this is great. You know, my time is just running out right now. I, I, okay. I, I Miss uh, Covington, Miss Covington, we'll have you on again. Okay, you take care. All right, thank you. You're not alone. You. You're not alone. The ancestors All right. are with you. All right. You've been listening Thank to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I'll be back next week with a great show. All right. Stay safe. <laughs>